and nerdy podcast you're home for news and reviews for some of the biggest events in superhero culture we're talking movies tv shows comics conventions i am your host michael georgie and today i'm going to finally make do on the conventions part of my intro i know i always do the entire thing and then i only talk about movies well today i'm finally making good on the conventions part of it and to help me do that, I brought my good friend Brad on the podcast. Brad, say hi to the people. Uh, hey, y'all. How are you doing today? So this is, uh, this is my buddy Brad, and I really, really do like doing these podcasts with my friends uh, simply because they're the reason I like I do the podcast. I have these really lengthy, um, oftentimes frustrating uh, conversations about superheroes and dumb stuff like that with my friends. So it's really cool to get them all together and replicate some of those conversations uh, with microphones in front of us. So this is my good friend Brad. We've been friends since kindergarten. Kindergarten, right? So Forever ago. Definitely like... Most of our lives. In fact, there's very little of my life that I remember without Brad in it. So he's been it through thick and thin, and he has listened to every episode of this podcast, I'm pretty sure. Yes, sir. Yep. And Brad's not a podcast guy, so that man suffers for like an hour and 45 minutes while listening to me argue with Duncan about superhero stuff. But... It's not, it's, it isn't for not, because Brad really does enjoy, and he loves the superhero stuff, like, truly. Yep. He, like, lives and breathes it just like the rest of us, and he's really knowledgeable on a variety of things. And I think that this is going to be a good one, because Brad and I, we really like, you know, we like all the same stuff, but we go head-to-head on a lot of our... We agree to disagree on yeah, a lot we, of things. Yeah, we, we, the amount of times I think we've said, I'll agree to disagree to each other's statements... Um, has been numerous. Uh, yeah, it's been a lot. So, <laughs> um, but regardless, super, super stoked to have him here. And I think it's because of that that I'm super stoked to have him here. Well, thank you, sir. So one thing that we like to do at the beginning of our podcast, you guys may have forgotten because it has been so freaking long since I've done a <laughs> podcast. It was, uh, what was the last one? That was the end game review. So uh, this was like in May. Yeah. It was like mid, lit, mid to late May. I want to so say it's been like two months. I am definitely got to start doing this more. If I want to get my, my money's worth on that distribution service. Um, but <clears throat> I figured I would come back and we'd break it in something new, but we got to, before we do something new, uh, we got to stay with what we're familiar with. So we always discuss at the beginning of the podcast, what we've been into this week. Um, generally this, what we've been into, it's always going to be pop culture oriented because we're always interested in superheroes. Our love of superheroes is reflective of our loves of pretty much all things fiction yeah, and pop right. culture. So it's not just superheroes. We like other stuff too, but we definitely, um, our favorite stuff is superheroes, but it's nice to kind of like learn a little bit about the other stuff we're into. There's and a bunch of niches we fit into all at the same time. Oh yeah. So 
Brad, what have you been into this week? So I recently got into the show Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah, which is it that's was a, that's it a was it's a show. roller coaster. It's a <laughs> roller coaster. My head hurt after watching it. <laughs> um, I I think I got depressed after watching it too. That is also I think a consensus amongst an entire generation. But it it was a very good self reflection piece. So I, I was. I understand why it has all the high praise that it actually has. That's awesome. So Brad was depressed this week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then another thing that also added to the depression, uh, Halo Outpost Discovery. Oh, so so why don't you tell uh, tell us about what Halo Outpost Discovery is? All right. So to start off, I've been a Halo fan for the longest time. Like whenever I'm on console playing video games, my friends will always see me on Halo. That's just... The game I play all the time. Love the game to death. You've been into Halo probably since like like elementary school, right? Like yeah. Since like Halo's been a thing. Since I touched Halo Two <laughs> in my cousin's apartment at the beach. Mm. I've been a fan since then. That's a good one to start with. But Halo, like Halo, to me is just one of those really cool franchises. The lore is awesome. The reasons and the looks of characters are awesome, and each character has its own identity compared, I'd say, to a lot of other franchises where there's a bunch of different characters folded into one thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are very similar. But th- the actual event, Outpost Discovery, it's a very cool event. I'm not going to say it's not. You walk in and you have this giant room. It's not really a giant room, but it's a good-sized room. It's a good-sized room. Yeah. And it takes place over at the... Uh, Orlando Convention Center. Yeah. Oh, the Orange County Convention Center, which we'll talk about today, later. Mm-hmm. So you first walk in, and you see a giant statue of the Master Chief. Mm-hmm. His Halo 2 anniversary armor looks gorgeous. Looks like a seven-foot-tall human... Like, it's just so awesome. You walk in, it's lost cipher words. Then you look to the right, and there's a giant statue of an elite, or a Sankhili and the lore and he's holding an energy sword so this is like a uh so is this like a halo convention of sorts you could say it is yeah you had guests throughout halo's history so we had uh steve downs who voices master chief you have jen taylor who voices cortana you had a bunch of developers at 343 i frank o'connor bonnie ross and a few other guys like that you had some real top halo youtubers there really cool stuff uh there were events that were there, too. Unfortunately, I didn't get to participate in all of them, and I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> uh, so the first thing me and my friend Steven did when we went there, we went and we did the, like this Nerf gun target practice thing. Sounds pretty cool. They have like this, not virtual reality, but a screen. Uh, uh, what's it called? What's the word? An uh, interactive screen. You, okay. shoot, you shoot like a Nerf bullet into the screen, bounces off. You get target shot your points. It's a point system game. Pretty neat. You have your choices between a Halo Magnum or an SMG. Next, you have the merch stand, which is full of like hoodies, shirts, comic books. That, that's the money maker there. Yeah, right? Master Chief helmets. Like you, like that. Those things are flying off if, quick. If, yeah, if you go, if you go to the Halo Outpost Discovery, you best leave with a T-shirt or something like that. It's like going to a concert. Right? Which I wasn't able to, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So why? So. Um, we'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll throw some hot takes in here. Why not? So why was Halo Outpost Discovery depressing? <laughs> so you've been to Disney World, right? I'm going to assume people who listen to this podcast have been to a theme park. Yeah. The lines. The oh my lines. God. Christ almighty. You know, these lines are five hours long to do things. Mm-hmm. Like you'd walk in, there's this attraction called the ring where you explore a new Halo ring and it's five hours to get in. You have VR, uh, VR Slayer with plasma pistols. Five hours to go do it. And then you had battlegrounds, like big team battle with laser tag. 
five hours to do. So you couldn't do anything. That's like insert the uh, insert the uh, Timmy Turner phrase puts it for fairly odd parents. When do you get to the ride? This is the ride. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like it was. So I was gonna say, I wonder what you do at a Halo convention for three days. Because don't get me wrong, it's a big franchise, but mm-hmm. is it? And then I realize it's so that way you can do everything because you're gonna spend pretty much all your time waiting in line. Yeah. So what we did instead, me and my friend, we did some in-game house tournaments, Halo tournaments. Okay. Cool. Flex, flex yeah. some of those Halo muscles. Yeah. A bit. Luckily, I'm a, a very adept Halo player compared uh, uh, to as we as we could expect based on what you've said. And <laughs> just uh, we we did pretty well in the tournaments. We didn't come first place, but we came at least top five three times. All right. So it was it was pretty fun. So you got something out of it. I got something out of it. All right. So a little less depressing than yeah. uh, <laughs> Evangelion. Um, so I guess what I've been into this week has been... Uh, I've also been uh, into anime. I always seem to be doing this. Like whenever I say, what have you been into this week? It's pretty much anime always. I think the last time I, I did this, I said it was... Full Metal, uh, Full Metal Alchemist, or Sounds about right. Assassination Classroom, or something. Um, well, we're back. Um, I was, I've been uh, burning through Attack on Titan. I haven't had a lot of time with. I've, I don't really have a lot of time these days um, to watch anime. And I really, if I do, I, you gotta be, you gotta be invested. You can't just have it on in the background. You know how it is. That's very true. It's not, it's not a sitcom. You gotta be there. So I really can only get in one or two episodes before I go to bed. And it really is one and a half episodes because then I fall asleep and then I have to restart the episode mm-hmm. the next time. But um, Attack on Titan, I tried watching it in high school and I just couldn't get into it. But then all of a sudden something clicked because I am loving it. I'm in season two right now and I'm absolutely digging it. So real quick, can yeah. you give us like a little synopsis of what Attack on Titan okay, is? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, Attack on Titan is an anime. It's kind of, I guess I would equate it to um, a monster movie of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely has some strong kaiju movie vibes to it. It's really, really cool um, in that it portrays mass hysteria very well. Basically, all of humanity is localized to these walls Um these like um, these walls and basically what is essentially a city. Yeah. Because um, the entire world has been overtaken by these large humanoid creatures uh, called titans, and they come in all various shapes and sizes, and they eat people, and that's why humanity is kind of like uh, kind of like localized to this region. So this the show is about humanity's fight back against these titans and their mm. way to try to like basically reclaim their world and it's it's going great having a great time with it um my good friend um marco and uh, my good friends marco and fabio from the total titan transformation podcast uh bonner brothers if you're listening to this shouting you guys out y'all rock they really put me onto this because their entire podcast was initially based off of their uh, attack on titan cosplays. oh really yeah wow oh uh, yeah highly recommend it it's uh, so so good i listen to it Every week. Um, so, yeah, been into anime, been into Attack on Titan. But I've, um, So what so about some, like, news? I think we've had, of course, we always do our what's new in the world of superheroes. And we always try to cover news that's been in between the last episode and this episode. And since it's been so freaking long um, since the last episode, we have... Um, 
We've got a lot of news. So I truly just tried to pick the, the big stuff. So the biggest thing that's happened since uh, the last podcast has been Far From Home getting released. Not much really to say about that. It's an MCU movie, and it's doing well, which is not surprising. Like 90-something million opening weekend? Yeah, it's doing really well, and the reviews are all overwhelmingly positive. No one has said it's bad. Um, Some people say it's amazing. Some people say it's really freaking good. Some people say, yeah, it's all right. I dig it. Nobody's saying, wow, that movie sucked. So I am a bad fan. Haven't seen it yet. I always see these movies with my dad, and he's been out and about. We, I've seen every MCU movie with my dad since Iron Man 1, so I'm not about to break the tradition now. Uh, probably much to, uh, my, to dad's dismay, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> joke, joking, of course. We, we always have a good time. But, um, and then what do you think of the new casting of Batman? Yes, so that's another thing we wanted to discuss. Uh, we just got a new Batman casting. Ben Affleck has finally uh, given up his, not only his directing, he was going to direct the new Batman He's movie. hung up the clipboard and the cape. And the cape, yeah. So we have now been cast, we have now officially, no reports here, we have officially casted Robert Pattinson as Batman. Brad, what are your thoughts? I'm not going to have an opinion until I see him because... Yeah. I remember when Backflick was released and everyone hated that. And then BVS comes out, even though to the dismay of a lot of people, it was not a very good movie. He was one of the shining spots in the movie. I will say, uh, whether or not it was intentional, I always kind of say that Ben Affleck um, just kind of plays himself. I think he just so happened to be a good Batman, but he was a good Batman. Oh, like he was one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah, he was a good Batman. Like, I, yeah, I definitely wasn't uh, uh, upset um, by his performance. There were other performances that I was upset by, but he was not one of them. Yeah, so no um, opinion till his movie comes out. For me, I am actually actively excited. Like, I, I'm not going to say... Oh my God! This is the casting I've always I've I've always wanted because I never would have expected this. Mm-hmm. But uh, it makes complete sense. Robert Pattinson is a pretty acclaimed actor. It's been if you're if you if you're hung up on Twilight, it's been ten years since Twilight. He's done a lot of other he's, stuff since then. Yeah, and he's he's a good actor. Yeah. I mean, and he is probably more than capable of playing a uh, good a, Bruce a, Wayne and or yeah, Batman a, mix. A pasty rich guy, right? You know, he'll he. I see no reason as to why he couldn't do a great job. He has the smug look to it, so. Oh, I think he looks like he. Could he has a good Bruce, Bruce Wayne aesthetic. I think he uh, he looks like a Bruce Wayne to me. Yeah. So I'm about it. I'm about it. So, time to get into our topic of today. We are going to be discussing one of the bigger Floridian uh, uh, pop culture events. Yeah. Um. There's very few events, I think, that overshadow this one, given that this one really does attract regional regional claim. Today, we are talking about uh, Brad and I's experience over at MegaCon Orlando. It was awesome going next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah to sum, to sum, uh, Brad summed it up well. It was awesome, and we're going again. Yep. But, um, yep. It was MegaCon Orlando is essentially... 
It's like any other, I would argue, a lot of people kind of pigeonhole it to say, well, it's a comic convention. And a lot of these kind of are, but the reality is the there are very few comic conventions nowadays. nowadays. These conventions are more celebrations of all things pop culture. Um, yeah. MegaCon Orlando is no different, and MegaCon Orlando is... Fortunate enough to get some bigger names in there, too. Exactly. So... Let's briefly describe. So what is Megacon Orlando and why do we like it so much? Um, to me, if I could describe it, I'm sure I could go on their website and develop a much more concise definition. But here on the Bearded and Nerdy podcast, we go on the fly. So um, <laughs> Megacon Orlando to me is um, one, it's based in obviously Orlando. And the reason why I specify Orlando is that there's another smaller version of Megacon in Tampa. Yep. Um, where we are, we do travel a little bit for or for, for this current one, yes. Yeah, so MegaCon Orlando is a celebration of pretty much um, all a things, bunch of fandoms. Yeah, a bunch of I would say a celebration of the fandom. Yeah, I think that's a good way to describe it. So the celebration of all things fa- uh, fiction, fandom oriented. It does a really good job of combining um, anime, science fiction. Comic books, movies, uh, horror. Any niche. If yeah. It's in the, all niches, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Vid- yeah. I've even said video games. Video games are there. Yeah. And they, by, and they do this by bringing in uh, often guest, guest stars from any of these fandoms. So we're talking voice actors, comic book writers, uh, movie stars, mm-hmm. and from a variety of genres. And what they'll do is they'll be there signing autographs or hosting panels talking about their craft. There's a really there's loads and loads of vendors where you can buy stuff that's pertinent to your fandom that might be hard to find elsewhere. Like custom made stuff from local artists. Oh yeah. Like you have action figures, you have posters, everything you're looking for should be there. Yeah, if you if you are a sucker for like marketing and uh, have a tendency to spend too much money whenever you see anything pertinent to like your niche in public. Don't go to MegaCon because you will You'll, spend yeah. all your money. Yep, sounds uh, about right. Yeah, uh, I always have to bring like I always have to budget. I actually like uh, this year I had to bring my cash like ahead of time, mm-hmm. and I said I am not taking out cash. This is all the money I'm spending at this convention. Well, you saw me with the Godzilla figures, man. Like, oh, that was... oh yeah, that always takes a toll. Um, we'll probably talk a little bit about the Godzilla stuff today. Uh, yep. and, and, and warning, MegaCon for this podcast, MegaCon is a big collection of all things fandom. So we might be deviating a little bit from the superhero path today. Yep. But there's plenty of superhero stuff there. So you're definitely going to be getting that. You'll and get that, your fix. And Yeah, and that's actually kind of the focal point of why we are there. Yes. We're there for the hero stuff, for sure, predominantly. Our cosplays definitely uh, ex- <laughs> exonerate that. Oh, absolutely. So... What's our relationship with MegaCon? Why why MegaCon? Like, so I'd say since it's our first con yeah, that we went to last year. That's right. So uh, we went to MegaCon as our very first convention ever. Met last Jason Momoa. Yes. Just it was a pretty cool time. It was a cool time. So that was really really nifty. So Brad and I, you know, you heard us talk. We've always been into superheroes and comic books and things like that. And we think it was kind of a crime that we'd never been to a convention before. Yeah. And uh, so we finally, at the ages of like 21, decided to get out (laughs) to a convention for the first time and um, really see what it was about. And we picked a good one, Uh, not to mention 
the um, there was an amazing cast last year. Oh, and, absolutely. Yeah, I mean Jeff Goldblum, Jason Momoa, uh, uh, lots of guys. Steve Amell was yeah, there Steve last Amell year. Was there. Jason David Frank, who's at every con Jason in humanity. David Frank, who's at, yeah, in the history of mankind. <laughs> so. Why so, Brad? Why do you go to MegaCon? Why there's a lot of cons every year in Florida, but why do you go to MegaCon? Why MegaCon? So for me, MegaCon fits all my sort of fandoms. So me, I'm a big Godzilla fan, and it's one of the few times I can find Godzilla merch. A lot of that Godzilla merch. Hard, that's a hard fandom to find stuff. And to collect, like I collect Michael Kenna tribute. I have a box full of figurines that aren't displayed. That's true, and it frustrates me. Uh, yeah, so just to find any sort of things besides like maybe reading material is very hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just the guests, the guests of like actors and voice actors and video game people that come there—it's truly astounding. It's the closest thing you, I think that you kind of we kind of get to meeting being, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, to being like you know to being around some of our our, our idols. I mean, that's that's I think that's what it comes down to. We're yeah around the people that we respect and we have grew, grew up we've grown up loving yeah and to this day love so i think that's really really incredible that we get to be that close and we get to hear them talk about their craft no less you know mm-hmm. it's not just them standing up there and smiling they're they're, they're there to talk and explain you the process and hopefully give you a few tips if you want to process that career path maybe in the future exactly yeah so it's all super super cool so what attracted us to this year's MegaCon? Definitely the guests for one. Oh yeah, so the guests were amazing. Wrong with this one. So this year, um, even with the, even with what I consider to be the hardiest letdown of all time, <laughs> it was still pretty solid. Um, I mean, not pretty solid. Well, Jason Momoa like canceled yeah. like maybe two months before the actual event. Yeah. So Jason Momoa was announced to be the main guest yeah. for this year's MegaCon, and not only is this because Jason Momoa was there last year, but he was he was he was our like top tier, but not the headliner. I, yeah. I would say Goldblum was the Gold headliner was last the year. Headliner last year, but like yeah, this year, and especially. Because he had come off of doing Aquaman, he really was, or he, like, he had just come off of doing uh, Justice League. Yeah. Then. But um, he wasn't really talking about Justice League in his panels. It was all like his Stargate stuff. Uh, yeah. And More other- of his like niche type, like really not smaller Game, titles. Not even Game of Thrones. He didn't even have like he didn't even no. talk about Game of Thrones last year. Rarely. We didn't go to any of the Momoa panels simply because there wasn't. He wasn't talking about anything we wanted to hear. Yeah. So, but it was guaranteed this year that he would be. Full team Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah. I mean, his 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 panel photo was him in the Aquaman suit. I'm like the poster of the movie was his was was like his photo. So yeah. I was like, oh my god, I get to hear Jason Momoa talk about that incredible movie, mm-hmm. and you know, my favorite one of my favorite superheroes ever. So, and then he dropped, but because mm. he's doing that Dune movie, we'll figure out how that's gonna turn out. But regardless, we. So we don't got we didn't get Momoa, but we did get Zach Levi. We got Zach Levi, who we didn't expect. Did not expect Zach. You, I think I, you, I called it. Yeah, I called it. You had it. mentioned you're like I hope Zach Levi shows up. I'm like, eh. 
I, I doubt it. And then two days later, yeah, Zach Levi is going to MegaCon. Oh my God. Yeah. So we have Zach Levi who is hot off the heels of Shazam at this point. It's my favorite DC email. Oh yeah. It's my favorite too. Incredible movie. Yes. So we have Zach Levi there. We've got Tom Welling, Tom Welling, from Smallville. Super, yeah. From Smallville. We've got Tyler Hecklin, yeah. uh, who's another Superman. Yeah. We've got, uh, Chris Sabat, who voices Vegeta and All Might. Yeah, and then you got, had, we got all of My Hero Academia there. We yeah, got, you got a good cast in there yeah, this we got, year. We had Bakugo, we had Deku, Deku, and we had All Might um, all there. And we had... Um, a few other people we forgot. Yeah, plenty. Oh, my Lord. There were so many people there. It was all well, the entire cast of like the Goonies. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh, Linda Carter was there for a yeah, day Linda too. Carter there. OG Wonder Woman was there. Yeah. Uh, we had, um, Oh, how could we forget? Like pretty much the entire cast of back to the future was there. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. That's true. Uh, we had, um, Michael <laughs> no, Fox, we're terrible. Christopher yeah, no, we were, so, there's so guys, it's such a, there's weird so class. much you're going to forget. Yeah. Like, um, Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox, but Michael J. didn't really appear. He he was he, he was there for like in and out. I didn't really see him. It was like an I think he was only doing like a special engagement panel that you had to pay extra money for after the con had ended. Dang it. Yeah, I mean we weren't really in the in the mood to spend more money than we already were spending. Yep. Um, but because it's expensive. It is. Very. But yeah, so I would say it's the guests. I mean, aside from the the the, the usual MegaCon magic, um, the guests. The guests, sure. the guests here are top notch. Yeah, and they determine, and they kind of determine the trajectory of what you want to do. Because if you do want to, like, save up and try to get a photo op or something, which we did, and we'll describe that later. Oh yeah. Um, that's something that you look forward to. I remember when we, we uh, last year when I bought my Jason Momoa photo op. I you was, were psyched out. I was psyched out for months. Oh yeah. I was excited for like four months. You about fainted when we left the room. I just, yeah, uh, that is not a lie. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So there were, so, but these are, these are conventions, you know, these are entire weekends of your, of your life. You can't just like go into it. Like a lot of people like to go into it. Like, Oh, you want to, Drop by a con this weekend. Oh, there's a con. You have to plan this out yeah. ahead of time. We're not, we're not, we're not that way. We like to plan this out, and yep. especially because since Brad and I are heavy into cosplay, yes, we had to prepare. Uh, not oh. only obviously hotel bookings and whatnot, but making the suits, yeah. getting our bodies in the physical shape so we portray the characters we want to portray. Yeah, Brad and I are not muscle suit guys, um, which we're not opposed to doing the muscle suit. Sometimes you just can't. It's well, I'm all spandex from all mine. Yeah, exactly. Well, same, you know, yeah. or nothing. Uh, yeah, like, you're shirtless most of the time. Yeah, so Brad and I like to do our cosplays, so we prepare. It's like our, it's kind of like our Christmas. I mean, we gear up for months and months and months, and we uh, work out heavily, and we're building our suits well ahead of time. And we know that like the preparation for these people w- wait all year to go to this convention. So, so uh, who did you cosplay again, Michael? Uh, I was, uh, as if you weren't there. Um, I forgot, uh, man. There's too much to remember. I had three cosplays, and we'll touch on the cosplay stuff a little later. But um, going into it, I was Craven the Hunter for Friday from uh, The Sinister Six. Yeah. Uh, my own version of Aquaman. Again, expected to... Uh, have another photo of Momoa, but you know, uh, I would have cosplayed Aquaman anyway. Yeah. Um, 
And then I had kind of a more classic Aquaman suit. There isn't really a suit that... It's like bright orange and bright green. Yeah, it's really not like, in particular, any suit from any particular era of Aquaman, but it's definitively an Aquaman suit. You can tell when you look at it. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you? Who are, who are, who are you? Uh, so I was Superman on Friday. Any particular version of Superman? Uh, I try to copy more of the Dawn of Justice, but the suit's a little too dark. So you can almost call it a custom Superman. Okay. Has a black S on the cape. Uh, it's a pretty cool oh, suit. So it, it takes so it takes elements. The black S is not. That's more of a new Fifty Two, and it, it's think of it as a combination of the new Fifty Two and Donna Justice suits. I do like that new Fifty Two suit. And I, so do I. And then on Saturday, I was Shazam. And boy, let me tell you, that was a very popular suit. That was suit. a hit, yeah. Shazam yeah, was a everyone hit loved day. the Shazam suit. I had a glowing emblem for the chest and my wrist gauntlets. The belt broke before he walked in, of course. <laughs> but like you know, it was still pretty. Still looked good. And still then Sunday, good. also went back as Superman again for the photo panel of who we want to go meet. Yes. And we'll get to that later. Yeah. So, what was it? Uh, so what was it like when we first walked in to MegaCon? You walk in to see the majesty of an empty room. Yeah, I will say, like, yeah, I will. I'll admit. Uh, so the first time, it was kind of like it was a fairy tale moment for our first convention last year. Yep. Because we walked in, we already, we we already, we pre. We we, we walked we, in the day before, got our wristbands, and went on in. And we, but we purposefully like avoided like looking at like the convention hall the first like when we like were, yeah. pre, when we were grabbing our wristbands the ahead of time because we were like wanting to wait until we actually walked in we wanted the experience so the first time like last year when we walked in it was gorgeous i I just felt fainted again this is somebody who's loved superheroes their entire lives and has never been to a convention so you walk in you see all the red and all the vendors i remember i walked up i'm like hey take this photo of me with this with this aquaman action figure as i'm dressed with aquaman dressed (laughs) as aquaman and like not knowing that that would be that the entire Convention was just chock full of other people uh, dresses, a bunch of characters you wanted to take pictures with. Yeah, and then also like action figures and like that. Like it's insane. There's so much there. Like it takes forever to walk through every aisle and look at everything. Admittedly, this year was. Uh, uh, it didn't feel as big, it but it didn't feel as big because like so we walk in and they've got this new system, which is great. Yeah. The key, this key card system. So much easier. So much easier. Loved it. I love not having the wristbands because it interfered with my cosplay. It's same here. Like uh, it, you couldn't see through my. Suit, so. Yeah, so the so the uh, the, the uh, key cards were good, but then you walk in and then it's kind of like you make like a hang a left and then you're like at the corner of the convention, so yeah. you miss that, that 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 the whole heart of the convention, the red carpet right down the middle. Yeah, you kind of miss that. You're like, ah, oh. all right. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, it was like we started off on the DC side this year, right? Yeah. Right, right by the official DC booth. Yeah. So, but once we kind of got our way in, obviously, it still had all. Oh, that it was magic. amazing. But, but like, but at first it was like we expected our big like you know red, red carpet, carpet reveal, moment, and, and it's like it's like ah oh that's a warehouse. Oh, <laughs> hey guys. But like, yeah, <laughs> you always feel really weird walking into walking through the parking lot dressed as a superhero. You but, get you know you get through it. Yep. <laughs> um. So, but. There was a lot of things. You had mentioned the DC booth earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, MechaCon was not short on the comic stuff this year. No. You always wonder, right? So with the with the with the rise of the MCU and these DC movies, people forget like this has source material. Yep. Like these movies, some of your favorite parts of these movies are based on books. Yep. 
And I think Megacon does a really good job because they are a big convention. They, they have so many distributors yeah. of old Golden Age, Silver Age, and Modern Age comics. It's Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's awesome. like, but one thing that they could easily have done is just been like, ah, we'll make more money if we do a bunch of actors, right? Mm-hmm. But no, they really, really went, drove it home and gave love to the comic book side of things. Mm-hmm. We had all sorts of uh, great comic guests. We had Tom Taylor. He was the one that did Deceased, right? Yeah. Um, well, he, that's currently running right now. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. And he did Metal too, didn't he? Uh, or is he doing the current run Snyder, of Batman? That's Snyder. That's, that's Snyder. Snyder. Then who's doing the current run of Batman? Is it Tom King still? Uh, yeah, Tom, uh, that's, uh, Tom, yeah, Tom, yeah, Tom King, King's yeah. doing the current run of Batman. And Scott Snyder Scott and Snyder. Greg Capullo are that dream team that yeah. did all like the new 52 They're stuff. doing Justice League right now. Yeah, and uh, Greg Capullo, uh, who is a favorite of mine because Amazing he, artist. Amazing. So... And then, of course, Neil Adams, who's a legendary comic creator. Yep. And he's he's a lot more available at these comics conventions, you would think, than you would think. Like, he's at every con- pretty much every big convention I've like been JC to. Like J.C. David Frank. Yeah. Uh, but Neil <laughs> Adams is, like, a huge, legendary uh, comics creator doing Superman and Batman and all sorts of... I would say, well like... Well-known characters. Yeah, the most iconic versions of these characters have been really... Uh, immortalized by Neil Adams. Yep. And he was there, which is great. Um, I would say, and the it, one thing that's really d- that I wish that we had gotten to do more was check out some of the more of the comic panels. But it's really, really hard to do those panels when you are planning things around the things that you've already bought, which is like your photo, photo shoots. And, and we, and, uh, man, we tried to like. Okay, uh, when do we get... Because Megacon releases their schedule late. So we're yeah, like, like, try not to of. buy the photo op before the panels come out. So that way we can get all the panels But sometimes in. it's inevitable it's going to clash. Yeah, so, so we, we bought our photo op because we didn't want our uh, photo op to sell out. Uh, so we did it. And sure enough, it clashed with pretty much every panel we wanted to go see. Figures, right? Yeah, so... Um, it was worth it, though. But we did get to check out the Batman anniversary panel. And that, from what little of it we saw, yep. was awesome. Oh, yeah. So much metal. Yeah, so so much Batman metal, which is my bread and butter. I love that comic event. And as a fan of heavy metal, all the really great imagery in it was just... Oof, so good. Mm-hmm. But like, um, not only was it cool to sit in a panel and hear them talk of, hear all these legendary Batman writers and artists. Like they had a whole slew of people that had been working on these, on the, everything from new 52, like all to, the way back to the golden age. Of yeah. Comics. Like it was, a it was big, crazy big crowd. Yeah. Like, so all these art artists and authors, and who had been doing everything from New 52 to mm-hmm. Rebirth to Metal to the older runs yep. to like people that had work on like uh, Batman like Asylum. Someone did the Killing Joke or not the Killing Joke, uh, Death in the Family. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Death in the Family. And it was cool because it was like it was sponsored by DC. It was so, the history of Batman. Yeah, history of Batman. They all talked about how they um, their relationship with the character mm-hmm. and the their con- perception of where he should go when what he is as a character meaning to other people. Yeah, and the approach that they took 
um, in creating that 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 version of that character. So, and it was cool because it was like this big, almost Hollywood like panel. Mm-hmm. The media, the moderator did a great job of asking all the oh, right she questions. She was amazing. Yeah, and um, it was cool to see. What I think was the coolest part was they actually displayed like the the characters, the authors, and our artists' work on the screen as they talked about. Yep. It. So that was so cool to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And it sucked that we had to leave because I could have bathed in that panel. Zach Levi has more precedence. I'm yeah. Sorry. So we had to go. We, had, we, we, spent two, we spent a lot of money on that Zach Levi photo op. Oh, it was amazing. But it was great. So, but I think one of the coolest things about that Batman panel, for me, the highlight was hearing Greg Capullo talk very specifically about Batman Metal. And then, yep. of course, um, his the final run his visions of how things would go after he talked to scott snyder about it yeah yeah um one thing that he had mentioned that he was a marvel guy yeah he's a he was a marvel guy so oftentimes he was he, he i think he said and i'm actually going to include uh some audio bites from greg capullo um here in the podcast i'm going to snippet some of those in because i got some good audio from that mm-hmm. but one thing that greg capullo had mentioned was that he was a marvel guy yeah so we actually had to like look up um, some of the, what these characters looked like before he drew them in. There's DC people here, you know, uh, and thank you, I love you, and you pay me well. And, but I grew up a Marvel guy, and, uh, and so I'm very familiar with that universe and all of its characters, and, and uh, not so much with DC. I mean, when I was growing up, I had, of course, uh, you know, staples, you know, Batman, I had uh, JLA, Superman, Green Arrow. I, I, I had... So I wasn't, and, um, so that that was both fun and a pain in the ass because uh, I didn't know these characters, so I had these digital files, zillions of them on my computer. Uh, so I'm constantly referring to all these characters. Who's that? What's in the name? What's that guy look like? What's that guy look like? Uh, so, but it was opening my eyes. It was a discovery for me. So while you guys were enjoying this ride, I was enjoying the ride. It was a discovery for me as well. So uh, I learned there's all kinds of really cool characters in the DCU. We then had to leave that Batman panel a little early. I got my I got my worth out of it. I got to hear Greg Capullo. Yeah. To go do our photo op with the newest installment of the DC Universe. Shazam. Uh, good old Shazam. We yeah. got to take our photo with Zach Levi, which means the Con Squad, which consists of me. me. Uh, uh, well, each other, Brad yeah, and I. Both of us, and then Ho- our buddy Josue. Yes, uh, Night Strike on Instagram. I'll, Shout out to Josue. I'll tag him because he was the one that inspired us to go to these conventions yep. in the first place. He's a he's a con pro. Killer Red X, by the way. Oh, amazing Red X. Um, he's done some really really great work. He's a great Spider-Man cosplayer Absolutely. too. Absolutely. So we um, all got our photo with Zach Levi, and again, like the Momoa interaction, it was brief, but you, it's cool to see. I think. The little bits of their personality that shine through in those photo ops. Oh, he he was so nice. Like, he was genuinely excited to meet you, and he complimented my suit. Oh, he and did compliment was, Brad's suit. And I think I good. fainted like Michael David Momoa. Yeah, it was glorious. Yeah, um, it was it was truly awesome, and it was cool to see him so genuinely excited to see all the fans. Yeah, and he you know he put his arms around us. Um, at first, and then we actually asked him, and we'll, um, I'm sure... It was lightning with my hands. He, we asked him to do... I said, can we do lightning with my hands? And he said, I got you. And he did like the cross-arm lightning with my hands yep. thing. So the photo is really goofy, which I love. Yeah. Because I, I think that that photo means a lot to us because it's truly... It's a, it's a personal request of ours that he fulfilled. 
Um, so now we have two photos with two of the installments of the DCEU. Yep. Uh, all three of us have a photo with uh, Jason Momoa mm-hmm. and one with Zach Levi. So I guess we're waiting on Henry, Henry Cavill, Cavill, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, Ben Affleck if he ever wants to. Ben come. Affleck if he ever wants to, or Robert Pattinson. Yep. You know. Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Who's the guy who does Cyborg again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, guy who does Cyborg. He was good, though. He was one of the better parts of that movie. I should know his name. I feel so bad. Yeah. Um, so, truly, truly awesome. But that was the only photo op I got in. But, Brad, to my understanding, you got a photo op in, I did too. a second one also. And since Superman is one of my favorite comic heroes, naturally, I had to meet uh, Tyler Hecklin and Tom Welling themselves. Good job of not butchering the name today. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Just to let you know, Tyler Hecklin, I always say Hochlin or something. It's always something really wrong. And Michael, <laughs> really Mike, wrong. it's really wrong. I didn't help. I pronounced it wrong right up until I heard his name. Yeah, we, we didn't know what it was until the intercom, and I still couldn't say it afterwards. Sorry, Tyler. Yep. Cool, dude. But wh- uh, what are they? What, who are Tom Welling and Tyler Hecklin? So, Tom Welling, if you don't know, he played Superman in the show Smallville. The first really CW show that started all those superhero shows. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 old. School. I mean, it's definitely cheesy and it's definitely made for the time it was made in. But it's you know, I mean, but it's iconic. It's a super. It's one of the. It's a Superman origin story that you see from start to really when he becomes Superman. Yeah, it's a. I would say it does a good job of chronicling. Yeah. That that. It does a good job. Yeah. It's an effective show. And I binge watched the whole entire show of 216 episodes before mm-hmm. I met Tom Welling and still didn't finish when we yeah. met him. Can't be a poser. Nope. So I had to know everything. But it was like Tom Welling, that guy in real life, is jacked and he is huge. Oh my gosh. And uh, Hecklin. Tyler Hecklin. He's more of like a new 52 body type of Superman. Yeah. He's very skinny but muscular. He almost has like that track runner build. So he is the Superman in, in the Supergirl. Supergirl TV show. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And he did a really good job. To me, he he's the closest to portray a Christopher Reeve-type Superman. Really, Which I think is lost on it. Sorry if you hear my shaker bottle um, going up and down. I'm very thirsty. But uh, he's the closest we've had to Christopher Reeve. I would say really since Brandon Routh. And I don't think he did a bad job in his movie in Superman the Returns. The sucked around him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just him and uh, Spacey as Lex Luthor were two really good parts, but everything else is just like, it was just terrible. It was just terrible. <laughs> like it was bad. But yeah, so it's cool to, so you, uh, a huge, super, uh, to provide some context, Brad is a massive Superman fan. Um, his Superman is my Aquaman and yep. stuff like that. Like. He loves Superman. He's wearing a Superman tank top right now. Got to represent. So, so he, um, he was in a Superman cosplay in between sandwiched by two Supermen. So it was pretty, it was pretty rad. It was a cool to watch it happen. They let me, uh, they let him watch and you were staring in the photo. You're like, yeah, I, I probably could have gotten into that. You probably could have. I probably could have. I mean, I would have felt bad. <laughs> and like, it was pretty cool because there's a story about this too, a little bit. So the lady, she's like, you can't shake any of their hands. You can't have any physical contact with these guys, which is weird by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I walk up to him and I see like, I'm dressed in my Superman cosplay. And like, Hey, Superman. And Tom Welling comes up really big hand, shakes my hands. Like, Whoa. Like he's just shakes my hand. So, so- Same with Tyler Hecklin. And then, and uh, Tom Welling saw my cape. It has the black S on it. He folded over to the front. 
and we did like a really serious pose for a second and it was awesome it's cool because he knew what to do with the cape yeah. right so these guys aren't and just subtle little things like that um kind of go to show that yeah sure you know they're actors and they're portraying a role but they live their role he said i see he saw the cape and he knew exactly how to display it yep you know which is it's a little thing but it means a lot to the fans yeah so speaking of real actors i mean obviously speaking of like actors in general mm -hmm. there's another niche type i shouldn't have said real actors because these guys are real actors they are it's unconventional in a sense voice actors it's there over 9,000. There was a lot of them. One might even say that there were over 9,000. <laughs> um, so one of my favorite things about the conventions are the voice actors. Yep. For a lot of reasons. One is because I really do respect them. Uh, they are excellent in that they... One... Growing up on TV, on animated TV shows, mm -hmm. voice actors are a big part of our, our childhood. Yeah. And, I mean, our, our adulthood, too. Because Absolutely. We, With I, all the cartoons and anime we still watch it. Yeah, no. Our 20s. Yeah, it's like, exactly. It's still, we still consume it. That being said, um, there was a lot of them. And I really like to prioritize the voice actors. I... My first MegaCon, I met Mel Flanagan, who is the voice of the of the dubbed Naruto, yeah. which is great. Um, regardless of the preference of dub over sub, I grew up on dub Naruto. Just meeting the person who does Naruto is it's cool. Just that you met you freaking met Naruto. You yeah. met the Hokage. That's cool as hell. Um, and then over at Tampa Bay Comic Con, who always does a great job with their voice actors, especially by the way. this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, we'll do a wrap up on Tampa Bay Comic Con uh, too when we get there. But um, we I had Tampa Phil Bay Lamar. Comic Con. I met Phil Lamar, and uh, who is responsible for a variety of voices: Hermes from Futurama, Green Lantern from Justice League, yeah, Green Lantern from Justice League, uh, Samurai Jack, yeah. Wilt from Foster's Home. Just like regardless, a lot of the cool characters. Yeah, static Shock. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Every guy did Static, he was static Shock. Yeah. Jesus. Um, so yeah, so it's super great to meet him and they're always so genuine and so cool. So this was no exception. Now, because they had such a stacked lineup of voice actors, I couldn't get to meet any of them this time because for me, I don't want to spend all my time waiting in a line. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I'm enjoying my convention time. I did save up a lot of money and worked out all year for this convention. Yep. I'm going to spend, show it off. Uh, yeah, I'm going to walk around the convention hall. Um, that being said, uh, we did get our voice actor fix. We did mention there was a ton of voice actors, some from My Hero Academia. You got like the... Yeah, the three core people from yeah. My Hero. Uh, sans Shoto Todoroki, yeah. but like, I mean, yeah, the main guys, Bakugo, Deku, and All Might. Yep. Um, and then you had a lot of the dudes from... Oh, You geez. had that ro Rooster Teeth show, like RBW, something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. They no, were there... You uh, had a lot of the dudes from Steven Universe. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, and don't get me wrong. Again, there were so many of them that we are forgetting them. Yeah. How, there are, but there were dozens. Yeah. So we had the opportunity to sit in a panel with a, a Chris character Sabin. named Vegeta. Yeah, we got to sit, sit in with Vegeta. So and All Might. Yeah, and yeah. All Might. Yeah. So Chris Sabat, um, who is an iconic voice actor, he's been the dubbed Vegeta since the beginning. Since the beginning. Yep. Yes. And not only that, he's voice acted. He's voice acting in another, probably 
the biggest anime running right now. Which Arguably, is, yeah. yeah. My, I mean, it's the next shonen anime. Yep. You know, if I, if if you have to pass it on from Dragon Ball to arguably Naruto, yeah. To this is my hero was that third generation. So Attack on Titan had a very big following when that came out too. It did, but it's not quite a shonen anime. I would argue it doesn't follow like one male protagonist. I mean, it kind of does, but yeah. like not the way this one does. Um, my Hero Academia. So he gets another voice in another massive anime. He's All Might. Yep. A huge character. I am here. I am here. And then um, also, for me at least, he's my favorite character in Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, That's uh, right. Al- he does Al- voice him. He, Al- Alex Armstrong. Yep. Which is, I didn't even find that out until I got, until I was in the panel. I was like, no freaking way. He's Alex Armstrong. So this man has a special place in my heart. This vo- This panel, though, was all about Vegeta. Yep. And he had some interesting stuff to say about Vegeta. See, during the panel, he was always talking about... There, People asked a similar question over and over it again. It was kind of like a Q&A. Yeah, yeah. it was a Q&A. It just you had a lot of similar questions asked. And a lot of them were Vegeta's character growth from when he originally started in the Frieza Force to his time in Super. And how people thought Vegeta's character growth, they didn't really care for it or how they liked it. And how they compared him to Goku in terms of mm-hmm. power level and personality. And he's had some really interesting things in that he said that he feels lucky to voice Vegeta because uh, Vegeta has an arc. Has an arc. Goku... Uh, <laughs> Fight, get stronger, get a new parallel, thanks yeah. to Toriyama. Be Thank a terrible you. father. Yep. And uh, Vegeta's arguably a better father. <laughs> Piccolo's a better v- dad. Vegeta, yeah, Vegeta's not great. I mean... What did he say? He might take his kid to the park once. once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, it's better than what Goku does, which is, like, abandon his children. Gohan raised himself, kind of. Well, Piccolo. He had Piccolo. Yeah, he had Piccolo. Yeah, that's right. Thanks, Dad, yep. Piccolo. Thanks for dying. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Vegeta... The Vegeta panel is really cool. I wish that there was... We were able to say... He was able to say more things about his roles... As All Might and Alex Louis Armstrong. But and he had contracts with he, that, so yeah. he couldn't. He got, he's like, yeah, I guess this is a Vegeta panel, so I will uh, talk about Vegeta. Again, it's yeah. Vegeta. That's cool. He even sounded disappointed when he was mentioning that part. He's like, I have so many other characters. Yeah. He did like one All Might voice. Like, all right, that's your All Might fix for today, that's guys. That's your All Might fix. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I, Yeah, it was just – it was truly awesome to kind of – to get – that was like – that was probably that was the funniest panel i think i've been to oh yeah the two of the two panels we went to that was that was top notch that yeah that was really strong and i'm glad that we got to go to the whole thing yeah so i guess the last component of our convention and arguably the biggest part of our convention because kind of the focal point and it's a world that we're still edging our way into i'm Mm -hmm. still very new to it myself we both are cosplay yeah. So cosplay is kind of the focal point of these conventions for us, and it's a community that we have now found ourselves really intertwined in. Absolutely. And it's not only it's not just a community yeah. where people dress up. There's people who are friends from this in real life, and they give you tips for newcomers coming in. And it's a, one of the nicest communities you could join. I yeah, I have never felt so welcomed inside of a, a absolutely community. yeah. So. So for some of our listeners, because this is a, a, a superhero podcast where I talk about movies and shit, uh, so I don't really talk about cosplay. So we'll describe what that is. Cosplay or costume play, as yeah. uh, is shorthand for, is um, 
Basically, it's the act of dressing up as a fictitious character. Oftentimes, people will take it to varying degrees. Oftentimes, people will make the costumes themselves, especially because um, the people found that the costumes can become much higher quality if they make it themselves or they get it off of somebody who has made it themselves, yes. which is cool. And there's lots of different approaches. There's no demonization of anybody who chooses to buy their cosplay or make their cosplay. But And some people will choose to act like the character, hence yep. the play par- portion of it. Yep. Um, it's just a really cool idea. Basically, you're dressing up as people that you like. And, and try cool. to mimic them to your best of ability and have the public think, hey, that's Shazam over there. Yeah. Or that's Superman over there. For a brief moment in time, you are that character. You are rock stars in the convention center. And that's cool. That's cool. And it's not weird because everybody's doing it. Yep. It is weird when you're getting in the Uber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're crossing the street in the hotel and you're like, the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. Man? Like, it's... Um, yeah, imagine trying to get your uh, deposit. You uh, try to get your deposit back from the hotel dressed as Aquaman. Yeah, that's <laughs> that weird. I got to hide the car. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> that was weird. Um, and then the, the 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 old ladies in the hotel who and are they like, just stare at you the whole they're, time. They stare at you, or they're like, "So what are you doing? Just trying to make sure that you're not gonna like stab them." Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it was super super cool to ref- to um, to uh, kind of like recap what we cosplayed as that yeah. was uh on friday i was craven the hunter mm-hmm. i was my own version of aquaman taking various elements from versions of aquaman that i like mm-hmm. um on saturday and on sunday i was a classic aquaman yep. and then brad what about you uh superman more of a new 52 and donna justice style suit mixed mm-hmm. My own, I could say it's very similar to the movie, but my own custom Shazam. Yeah. Like, I had to order parts of it off Etsy and some other websites. Great people, by the way, on those sites. Etsy rocks. Yeah, there's so much stuff. Go to Etsy, guys. If you need cosplay stuff, go to Etsy. Like, they'll help you out. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I'll shoot me in again so I can have the photo op with Tom Mulling and Tyler Hecklin. Yep. So it was... Sunday. So what was cool about it was um, I met up with... You know, well, Josue came on Saturday, Jose which was Saturday. Red. It's an amazing Red X. And mm. what's cool is, and what I think what kind of, I don't know what compels you to keep on going, but for me, it's like every 10 minutes we get stopped for photos. If that. That's cool. Yeah, less. Oh, for sure. Like, especially when we were in a group on Saturday. Oh, my Lord. There was this we one. We should have had a picture taken of us. Oh, my God. It was amazing. So, like, one of my uh, really, really great friends who's uh, helped me a lot with my cosplay stuff, actually, Meredith, who's awesome. She uh, was this amazing, like, future trunks. Um, and then it was Josue, us. Yeah. And um, then Josue's friend. Josue's, was it his cousin or his friend? His friend, his friend. His friend who was trolling uh, Star Wars signs saying, uh, <laughs> Greedo shot first and Jar Jar for oh life. Oh my God, it was amazing. That was the funniest thing. Because yes. people would just stare at us and we were walking through, they're like, you're so wrong, bro. And he's like, watch the re-recording. <laughs> we wa- yeah, we we, uh, we walked up and down that convention hall taking photos with other people. I mean, other cosplayers and just random people. Yeah, it's really cool because oftentimes you will find the pieces to your missing puzzle Mm -hmm. when you are um, walking around. Mm -hmm. So, like, for example, Brad and I were Superman. So, if we found a Batman or or Superman and Aquaman, so if we found a Batman and a Wonder Woman, look at us. We are Justice League. We're the Justice League. Yep. Um, 
it's cool because bat the Batman are you know they're present, so they're, it's cool to find. They're few and far between, but the ones but that were good. there are top notch. And I just saw so many great Aquaman. Oh, absolutely. Oh, and what about the one Black Manta? Oh yeah! Shout out to I think it's, it's name is Bad Guy Factory Productions. Yes, that guy rocked. Oh, that great Black, Black Manta, Manta was awesome. And there was a really great uh, Mara uh, there. A lot of great Maras. Yeah, uh, Mel I am Studios for a good Batman. Yeah, yeah. I, oh yeah, Mel Studios for a great Batman. Uh, shout out to my East Coast Aqua Bros, my new Instagram group chat where we just where we all share our Aquaman cosplays. Uh, too many to name, y'all rock. And then Superman CFL got to uh, put yeah, you in Tim there. Yeah, Tim from uh, Superman Central Top Florida. notch guy, man. Great Superman cosplayer. Yeah. So my God. Just amazing, amazing cosplays. And it's cool to pick their brain and ask them how they go about making their suits. And it's never the same. Nope. It's nobody's who it's nobody's like nobody makes their suit the same way. Like everyone uses a different fabric mm-hmm. or they know a different guy who knows a guy. It's, it's cosplaying's a lot of a guy who knows a guy. Yeah. So if you've seen Ant Man, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But like I'm a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who knows how to sew. Yeah. I'm a guy who knows how to guy who knows a guy who knows how to make an emblem. It's like ridiculous stuff. Yeah. So and really, what it does is it supercharges us to really get our our, our game up for the next cosplay. Uh, so what we do is like we've got we've got like spotty little conventions here and there. Yeah. We've got um, really after Tampa Bay Comic Con we're pretty dry until at least the next mega. We might do Tampa Bay Mega uh, in September. Yeah. And then after that, it's, it's I am I'm definitely gonna be hitting up Hall Mat, a holiday Matsuri in Orlando, mm. um, in December. It's like you know, creating like a Christmas con, a little smaller, but a lot of like the the big names go there. Can, so I'm going with you for that. one. Oh yeah, for absolutely sure. for sure. So there it is, you know, the next one, and then that will hold us over for the next four months until we've got Mega in April this coming. April year. this year, my God, it's a whole month early. That's a whole month, whole month less early. that we have to, to prepare. To prepare. Good Lord, thanks, Mega, for cutting us off a, a lev- for a whole month. No, it's super super cool, but. I guess, you know, to wrap things up, um, Megacon is a really great, and the reason why we like to talk about it, and we'll definitely be a little bit more concise with future con uh, uh, podcasts yeah. because we, we had a lot to cover. We had to describe what cosplay and what cons do. Just the basics of are. the cons. Yeah. yeah. Um, on this one, but it'll be a lot more concise on the next ones. And then hopefully we maybe be able to get some interviews with some great cosplayers in on the next ones. We could do that or maybe get a voice actor. Oh yeah. So many really great ideas. Mm -hmm. So I'm, so already, um, so I guess to combine, uh, to sum it all up, Megacon, it was a really great celebration of all the things that we truly love. And it's a really great annual, like, um, so yeah, just an annual celebration yeah. of our all love, things nerdy. All things nerdy, um, really, uh, just an excellent community. Uh, it's expensive, but it's worth it. Yep. So I always, and again, if you guys are ever looking to, to going to a convention, Megas, you're a pretty good. Megas is a good place one. to start if you're in Florida, but don't like, don't feel compelled. That you don't. It's a, the great thing is it accepts everybody. You don't have to cosplay. You can just be up there with your kids. We took a lot of photos with kids. You could troll literally, and people still like enjoy your presence there. Like it's it's amazing. It is for everyone. It's super super cool, and it is 
an absolute blast, and I cannot wait for my next oh, one. Oh, neither can I. All right, so I think that about wraps up the Bearded and Nerdy podcast today. I want to thank Brad for coming on to the show today, and this won't be the last time you uh, you see Brad. Um, you'll, we will probably have Brad on future episodes. I love having multiple guests, so it should be a good time. Uh, but Brad, where can we find you? Uh, I, I understand that you have some sort of social media. So I do have an Instagram, hashtag Beard and Nerdy or at Beard and Nerdy for making me my Instagram. <laughs> I did make his Instagram. I was like, Brad, you got to make an Instagram. People are going to love you. I'm not the most uh, socially inclined person in terms of social media, but it's Super Brad Cosplay and you'll get your all things fix of Halo, Shazam, Superman Cosplay. And just other nerdy stuff that I think is pretty interesting. Absolutely. Highly recommend this guy generates some really good content. And of course, I make an appearance every now and again on that page, just like he makes an appearance on mine. Um, so let's just go ahead and cap it there. Uh, that was it for this episode of the Bearded and Nerdy Podcast. See you next time. Peace. Peace.